Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. My name is Nolan Bicknell. With me, as always, is my co-host, Robert Zirk. On today's show, we'll learn about The Wrench, a great local program where kids learn to build and fix their very own bicycles. Then we'll tell you about Winnipeg Board Connect, a new program that's matching young leaders with nonprofit organizations throughout the city. Then we'll take you to Agape Table, where we'll talk to the organizers and the volunteers about this incredible West Broadway program that's helping feed the underserved here in Winnipeg. And finally, Noah Ehrenberg of Community News Commons will be joining us in studio to talk about This Week in Winnipeg through the lens of the citizen journalists at CNC. We've got all this, some great tunes, and much, much more on today's episode of River City 360. Good morning and welcome to River City 360. Robert, you're back. It's been a couple weeks. I've missed you. It has. Oh, I'm I'm glad uh, glad to be back. It was a wonderful time. How uh, was San Diego? San Diego was fantastic. It was yeah. amazing. I saw I, some of your tweets at Robert Zirk. Uh, pretty cool experience from the looks of it. A lot of great really bands you saw. What was there. the name of the uh, festival you, you were at? It was called Kaboo. Kaboo. Uh, it was the second year that they held it. A very diverse lineup, all genres, uh, some... Uh, old, some established artists, some newer artists. So I played it. I I, I uh, sent a song out to you. Who who would you say was headlining Friday night? It was Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. We yeah. played a Jimmy Buffett song last week in oh, in, uh, in your honor. Uh, what was the highlight? What was the best best show that you saw? Oh, the best show. Um, I'd say the highlight was the main stage Saturday night. Uh, a group, a duo called the Chainsmokers were headlining. Oh, cool. Um, That's a hip, young, uh, electronic band or group, I'm guessing. Right you are. And, <laughs> Very uh, cool. They had right on. all kinds of pyrotechnics and video. And yeah, I saw a cool video. You, that was very sweet. There was, you know, smoke shooting up and lasers and lights and confetti and all sorts of craziness. And I was pretty close to the front, so yeah. it, was, it was really uh, quite an unreal experience. Um, and... While so I I spent three days at the festival. Sunday I saw some comedy acts, and cool. Friday and Saturday I kind of reserved for music. And um, wasn't there an, a comedian group named Garfunkel and Oates? Was that one of them? There was. Yes, that's great. Yeah, very funny. Named well, after the uh, two the, the, the side dudes. Is that what they would be called? Is that the proper term, side dudes? I, well, speaking of one of the side dudes, Art Gunk Garfunkel actually had a bit of a solo project as well so uh, why don't we why don't we play one of his songs for our listeners here's i only have eyes for you by art garfunkel right here on river city 360 my love must be a kind of blind love i can't see anyone but you
Welcome back to River City 360, Nolan and Robert here with you in studio. Uh, so earlier this summer, we vis- we here at River City 360 visited uh, the bike bazaar that The Wrench put on at uh, Victoria Albert School near Ercom right here in Winnipeg. Uh, so The Wrench was holding this event to give away bikes two kids that are 11 years and under and they set up sort of a community repair stand so anyone could come in and get their bike fixed up and learn and learn how to fix a bike for themselves. Benita Kluwer is the program coordinator for Wrench and she sat down with RC360's Stacey Cardigan-Smith to tell us about who Wrench is and what exactly Wrench does. So the Wrench stands for the Winnipeg Repair Education and Cycling Hub and uh, we're a community bike shop. We're one of seven in the city. Uh, So Basically, we try to make bikes accessible to everybody, Um, trying to remove barriers to cycling and to uh, uh, active transportation. And um, so we do a bunch of different things. We're a little bit different than some of the other community shops. Um, So there's our public drop-in day where anybody can come by and uh, either repair their bike or build up a bike for themselves. And lots of people say, well, I've never worked on a bike. I have no idea how to do this. So that's no problem. Everybody, people of any, any skill can come and learn how to do this. We'll pair them up with a, uh, an experienced mechanic, set them up with a, a set of tools, and then walk them through doing whatever it needs to get done. And uh, basically, the person whose bike it is, um, they're the ones doing all the work. They learn how to do it all themselves. Uh, so that the next time something goes wrong, they're able to fix it themselves or teach their friends or that sort of thing. It's really an empowering experience. We asked Benita why bikes are important for youth here in Winnipeg. For a lot of uh, a lot of kids, having a bike is a way to have some freedom to like explore their new home, to hang out with their new friends, uh, to be able to get out into the community and uh, do things with their family. Often we have people coming by the wrench that say, "Oh, we have bikes for half of our family," or the adults have bikes, but you know we need bikes for the rest of the the rest of the family, so we can all go out and do this thing together. Um, so it's really like a you know. Um, a thing that's great in a few different ways for the kids. So recently, Wrench also began supplying bikes to uh, newcomer refugees as well, helping with uh, mentorship and bike building programs, as well as workshops for newcomer children and their families. So it's uh, really been a very different summer this summer than even last summer. Um, We have several different initiatives that we sort of thought might be helpful to try to, you know, address the need in the city this year. so this bazaar actually is one of those things. Um, we partnered with uh, an organization with IRCOM who works specifically with uh, immigrants and refugees uh, in the hopes that we'd be able to partner and get bikes to these folks who might not know where the resources are or you know, may still be trying to figure out how to, how to get bikes. Uh, so that's one part of things. Um, we also uh, are partnering with uh, Hugh John McDonald, which uh, is a school in the area. Um, a few years now, we've done the Girls Bike Club, which um, uh, takes a group of girls from their, their newcomer class. They have a specific class just for grade 7 and 8 uh, kids. And um, yeah, so we do a, essentially a strip down earn a bike with these kids. And it's sort of a, uh, a way for them to learn mechanical skills, which they may not have had a chance to experience thus far in their life, um, and a way to uh, um, also mentor them in, in some way, you know, to know what it's like to, to be a woman growing up in Canada. 
So these kids learn everything from how to refurbish and recycle old bikes uh, to building their own bike from, from scratch. The program helps with mentorship and technical skills, and during the summer, it has helped newcomers from Syria, the Philippines, and even some North African countries as well. Now, volunteering for the wrench is something you'd be interested in, in doing or helping out in any way. They are always looking for volunteers. Volunteer orientation usually is the first Saturday of every month. Uh, please check our website because it does change occasionally if we have events like this bazaar happening. Um, that's a great way to find out what the wrench does, uh, how to get involved, what sorts of volunteer opportunities are available. As Benita mentioned, their website is the hub to find all of the information you need. So if you're interested in all in helping out the wrench, you can visit www.therench.ca. Thanks, Nolan. Coming up after the break, we'll learn all about Board Connect which is a program that's matching leaders in Winnipeg with different nonprofit organizations throughout the city. But first, uh, so I just came back from San Diego mm-hmm. and uh, spent some time at the San Diego Zoo. It was really interesting. It's huge. I would definitely recommend uh, people check it out. And that's like one of the most famous zoos in the world, though, the San Diego Zoo. I would zoo, say so, right? yeah. yeah. Um, it was interesting uh, going first on the on the bus tour and learning all about all the things that the zoo is doing, uh, all the conservation efforts and uh, cool. all the variety of animals that you can see there. Uh, one of the animals I saw were elephants, so I thought we'd play Baby Elephant Walk by 101 Strings right here on River City 360.
Welcome back to River City 360. Robert and Nolan here with you this morning. Now, as we mentioned at the top of the show, there's a new program that's bringing community leaders and charitable organizations together. Leadership Winnipeg is a leadership development program that's offered by the Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce and Volunteer Manitoba. And Board Connect is a component of Leadership Winnipeg, where participants who've completed that year-long program are placed onto boards of different nonprofit organizations across the city. The new board members get a chance to expand their skill sets and learn about board governance, while the local charities benefit from the connection with a leader who brings new skills and enthusiasm for their organizations. Recently, RC360 had the chance to speak with participants of the program to hear more about their experiences during the pilot year of Board Connect. Monica Dominguez is an alumnus of the Leadership Winnipeg program, and she came back to take part in the Board Connect pilot. The students from Leadership Winnipeg often, we just kind of go back into our jobs and the people that choose to network do it, but a lot of people have this interest to be involved, but we didn't know how to make that happen because you, like you're skilled um, and you're at a certain level of you, in your career, but then how do you connect that if you haven't been involved in boards from a young age or know someone? And that was my experience. I had been previously involved in a board, but. I hadn't done it in like a decade or more, you know, so I needed a refresher. Through Board Connect, she was matched with Family Dynamics, an organization that provides a variety of support services to Winnipeg families. Pamela Zorin, the executive director, mentioned that Family Dynamics, which began in 1936 and was incorporated a year later, serves four to 5,000 people a year. We have a, a counseling program that operates on a sliding scale and sees probably between 1,500 and 2,000 people a year. Our family support program that's still been operational for 80 years uh, provides support to people uh, in Winnipeg that may need additional support with their family. We've got uh, clients who are experiencing terminal illness and need support with their children or again still uh, parents of multiples that need an extra hand and we, we provide um, probably a couple thousand families a year with support in that department. We also have um, six Winnipeg-based uh, resource centers that are in low-income housing communities where we provide support to low-income families. And uh, so skill building and living on a budget, cooking, budgeting, computer skills, and just engaging and providing a, a social pro-social opportunity for members of that community. Luke Lewandowski, president of the Board of Family Dynamics. Yeah, often what we find in, particularly with the resource centers, is that the social aspect, these are our, our residents that have tend to isolate themselves or, or been isolated due to lifestyle or, or circumstance. And this is a way to help sort of introduce you to the neighbor across the hall or, or uh, the family around the corner and, and build the network that way. For many nonprofit organizations like Family Dynamics, finding prospective board members who are the right fit can be a challenge. Governance is uh, a difficult, tricky subject. So everybody wants to get involved in operations, and governance is something that's uh, higher level, and it requires just the right symbiosis amongst a large group of people as well that come from all walks of life. And so um, to find the, not just the right board member, but a skilled board member and somebody who can give up that amount of time in order to make sure that there's good governance and that the organization thrives is uh, a really, a real balancing act. Yeah, and I would say having served on a, a couple of years on the recruitment committee and, and just in general trying to recruit folks, the biggest struggle is finding not just people that are willing to say yes, because I think in the end, as much as we bemoan about you know the lack of volunteerism nowadays, I think people still are willing to volunteer. But it's connecting the people that have the right 
approach of are they getting out of their participation what they were hoping for? Are they, you know, are they engaged? One of the bylaws of Family Dynamics states that board members have to serve a two-year term. Since Board Connect is only a one-year program, Monica was brought on as a non-voting board member, but the experience still gave her the opportunity to participate as much as possible. No, I found that really beneficial. Kind of, it, I felt like it's kind of like a warm-up year, you know, and one, it's because I really felt, just process-wise, I felt sort of out of my depths, and that's exactly kind of what I wanted, um, to kind of learn new things and new programs and interactions and etc. Both Monica and Family Dynamics were happy with the outcome of Board Connect, which led Monica to join the board of Family Dynamics as an official voting member. Certainly I would encourage any organization to, to take part. I mean, I can envision this becoming a really good pipeline to bring skilled individuals into our organization and uh, you can never go wrong there. Uh, I do think that how we approached as well was probably a good idea. Have a bit of a meeting in advance before everyone's saying yes, signing up, talk to the individual and you know give them a lay of line and get a sense of what they're looking for as well. Make sure it's a good fit because I've been involved on boards where you could tell there's someone there that just doesn't want to be but they feel sort of well I said yes so I better do the work. That's not good for the organization, that's not good for the individual. And Monica has uh, a lot of experience being an ambassador and that has really served well for us at Family Dynamics. So um, those meetings that are during the day with our funders or in the evening, uh, both Luke and Monica have been tremendous in being able to say, yep, yeah, I'll extend myself. So recognizing some uh, volunteers want to just come to a board meeting once a month and then when you have folks that are saying, no, I can be a, a brand ambassador for the organization and champion the cause, that is really, really helpful. We asked Monica what advice she'd have for young leaders who are considering serving on the board of a nonprofit here in Winnipeg take the year to learn, which means just kind of reading the information, getting acquainted with it, and like enjoy it, you know, because I feel uh, as you're learning, you you get to just experience community in a different sense, I think. For me, a lot of my friends are on boards, and I was just like, well, that's amazing, that's great, and so I think it's just part of becoming socially minded and being part of a larger picture on how to improve Winnipeg. So. Anyone interested? Yeah, get on it. Like, let's make Winnipeg, Manitoba get a better place. And I think this is one way to be involved. Thank you very much to Monica Dominguez, Board Connect participant and board member of Family Dynamics, Pamela Zorn, Executive Director of Family Dynamics, and Luke Lewandowski, President of the Board of Family Dynamics, for speaking with us today. If you'd like more information on Family Dynamics, you can visit their website at familydynamics.ca. And if you're interested in learning more about Leadership Winnipeg, which is the main program that Board Connect is a component of, you can visit their website on the Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce website. The address there is winnipeg-chamber.com. Again, that's winnipeg-chamber.com. Thanks, Robert. Actually, you are sitting across the uh, table from a Winnipeg uh, le- or Leadership Winnipeg alumni. So That's right. And how would you describe your experience? Uh, it was great. Winnipeg? It was incredible. It really taught us a lot about what happens in, in Winnipeg. Um, sort of, you get a real s- underground view of what how the city is run, and I think that's probably the strongest strongest thing about the program is you really learn about Winnipeg and and all the sorts of industries and different things that are happening right in our backyard that you wouldn't necessarily think of. So yeah, I can't recommend uh, Leadership Winnipeg enough.
Coming up after the break, we're going to take you on a trip to Agape Table. We recently visited Agape, and they showed us exactly what they do over in West Broadway, helping to serve the underserved population there and getting them uh, with subsidized breakfast and lunches. So uh, we're going to hear all about that. But first, here's John Williams with Here Comes the Sun, right here on River City 360. Welcome back to River City 360. Nolan and Robert here with you this morning. Uh, So as I mentioned before the break, we recently visited Agape Table over in West Broadway. Um, Now, if you haven't heard of Agape Table, they are a community nutrition center that feeds an average of 250 guests per day. Uh, So and when you visit their operation over on the corner of Broadway and Colony Street, you can really see why it's uh, become such an important place to so many people over the for over 
35 years. I think it, it kicked off in 1980. So uh, we spoke with Russell Mason, the volunteer coordinator, and he told us all about Agape Table and what they do for West Broadway. Well, the nice thing about what Agape is here, Agape Table has, came around, has been around for 36 years. In 1980, what had happened was a group of people were seeing that people were having a hard time keeping their families fed and keeping themselves fed uh, in, in, the Broadway, in the West Broadway neighborhood. So this group of people, they organized themselves and start cooking meals out of their homes and they contact some of the local churches and you know they, they start giving out free meals to people and it started out with just a few people cooking out of their homes then all of a sudden a few more people are getting involved and a few more people are getting involved and it's always been on community donation and we've been around for 36 years living off that same that same model and you're not just providing nutrition for their bodies but you're, you're nourishing who they are you know many of Many of us here have a lot of resources from the community that we, we, we are connected with it from past from you know, from past appointments and from just from people that we know and we use those resources to give give it to our guests. If we can provide something for them, then you know then we're doing our job. We also had the opportunity to speak with Dave Cunnan, the executive director of, of Agape Table, and he mentioned some other programs that they run uh, aside from the subsidized breakfast and food programs that Russell just mentioned. We have a, a what we call our low-cost grocery, which is open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday afternoon. What we do is we purchase fresh produce, fresh dairy products, and frozen meat products, and we sell them at wholesale cost. So whatever we pay, we, we sell them off. It takes about 30% off of uh, off the grocery bill that people would incur in the major grocery stores, and especially with the rising price of food. Uh, we have really seen a demand increase. Our, our sales have been, gone up about 40% over the past year. We were also lucky enough to speak with Alan Super Al Rogowski, a volunteer that's been at Agape Table for over 35 years. We asked him what it means to have such an important place uh, for the West Broadway community in Agape Table. A lot of guests that come here don't have family, so this is their family. Uh, I also, myself, I don't have family anymore. I was adopted and all that stuff. My foster parents passed away, and I came to this Winnipeg in 79. I was a lost soul for two years on the street, and uh, I ran into Gappy Table and kind of got me off the street and saved my life. Yeah, this is a wonderful place to be here. We don't turn nobody down. Everyone, anyone is welcome. Agape Table is a lot of things to a lot of people, but volunteer coordinator Russell Mason really summed it up nicely. Back in 1980, they chose the name Agape Table, and Agape in the Greek language actually means unconditional love. Really set a high standard for us to live by, and you know, I'm, I'm really proud to be part of an organization 36 years later that still embodies and embraces that concept that no matter who you are, you're welcome here. If you, look, if you look from table to table, you'll see everybody here laughing, um, talking, and any one of these guys can jump up from one table, go to the next, and they will not miss out on any conversation. What a gap table is, is kind of set up the way a true coffee house is supposed to be set up. If you go to uh, coffee houses, we're set up um, for people to interact with people you don't know. It's supposed to be a social gathering place. Agape is a kitchen. You know, our table is open for anybody to come in here, but it doesn't matter who you are. You can come in, you go to any table, say, hi, good morning, how are you? And you'll be welcome to that table. That's great. You'll be included and you will not be turned away. And the thing is, it doesn't matter who you are, we'll let you through those doors. For more information about Agape Table, you can visit www.agapetable.ca. That's A-G-A-P-E 
T-A-B-L-E dot C-A. Thanks, Nolan. Coming up after the break, we'll have the next installment in our Legacy Moment series. But first, here's Lucky in Love by Sarah Vaughn right here on River City 360. Here at River City 360, we love to bring you the stories of organizations doing great work here in our city. Recently, we launched a segment called Promising Projects that shines a light on various organizations that are doing said great work. We sat down with each of the members of the Winnipeg Foundation's Community Grants team and asked them what's one promising project in the next granting round, and their answers were fantastic. It's really great to see the perspective of someone who works closely with these organizations every day and gets to hear about wonderful organizations doing a great work to make our city better. So without further ado, here's the next installment in our new series, Promising Projects, right here on River City 360. Anna Herinick. My job is the Community Grants Administrative Assistant and it is the best job in the Grants Department. I take in every grant that comes through, I have a look at them first, and then when every grant is awarded, I get to look at them again, I get to see the whole process of a grant, the life of a grant, and then I get to pay it out. It's a fantastic job. I've got um, the Anxiety Disorders of Manitoba, better known as ADAM, which is a great organization and they help people with uh, anxiety issues. So they came in with, in with a grant um, for a peer support project that would help individuals with anxieties uh, be, being supported by peers. Who better to get support from than somebody who's been in their shoes? I know a few people with anxiety and um, I know some parents that have children with an anxiety and they're at their wits end trying to help them. Um, if they could get some information and some support on how to deal with people with anxiety or how to deal with their own kids or how to deal with their spouse if they have anxiety, I think it's really important. Mental health is, is an issue and we need to start talking about it and we need to start helping people with 
mental health issues. That's the biggest reason. Thank you to Anna Herenik, Community Grants Administrative Assistant here at the Winnipeg Foundation, for highlighting your promising project, the Anxiety Disorders Association of Manitoba. Coming up after the break, Noah Ehrenberg is going to join us in studio to tell us about This Week in Winnipeg through the lens of Community News Commons, Winnipeg's citizen journalism project. But first, how about a little ABBA with She's My Kind of Girl right here on River City 360. Look at her face, it's a wonderful face And it means something special to me Look at the way that she smiles when she sees me How lucky can one fellow be? She's just my kind of girl, she makes me feel fine Who could ever believe that she would be mine? Welcome back to River City 360, and now here is the next installment in our series about Winnipeggers who, through foresight, planning, and generosity, created a lasting legacy and helped make their community a better place. Here's River City 360's co-host, Robert Zirk. If you've ever shopped at Eaton's or took a ride on the Prairie Dog Central Railway, you've likely seen the work of David Edward Ted Shores. Born in 1911, Mr. Shores lived his life in Winnipeg. He was employed at Eaton's as a sign painter, but his creative talents would also branch out into other areas within the company. When the store began participating in the Santa Claus Parade in the 1950s, he helped design and create its floats. He also took photos for Contact, the monthly magazine for Eaton's employees. 
Mr. Shores was active in the social groups at Eaton's and participated in its curling, baseball, lawn bowling, and golfing activities. After a 50-year career at Eaton's, he retired in 1976. Trains were also a big part of Mr. Shores' life. He was actively involved in the Red River Valley Live Steam Association and was a lifelong member of the Vintage Locomotive Society, which runs the Prairie Dog Central Railway. When the Prairie Dog Central was first launched, Mr. Shores spent hundreds of hours lettering and numbering all the coaches and the equipment. He designed the railway's logo, contributed hundreds of photos, and illustrated a back-page cartoon for the organization's newsletter for more than 30 years. One of Mr. Shores' favorite hobbies was photography. He enjoyed traveling throughout Manitoba with his sister Kay to take photos of landscapes, birds, and animals. Mr. Shores passed away in 2004 at the age of 93. Mr. Shores had foresight. He gave to his community through an endowment fund at the Winnipeg Foundation. Through a bequest in his will, he established the David Edward Ted Shores Memorial Fund at the Winnipeg Foundation. Since gifts to the Foundation are endowed, they continue to support our community for good forever. Over time, the grants it generates will surpass the value of the original gift, multiplying the positive impact in our community. When you give to the Winnipeg Foundation, you're joining Mr. Shores and thousands of others with the foresight to support our community for good forever. Welcome back to River City 360. Nolan Bicknell and Robert Zirk here with you this morning, and we're now joined in studio by Noah Ehrenberg. He's the convener of Community News Commons. Noah, thank you for joining us today. It's great to be here. So, uh... Every week we have you on the show and we and we hear what's happening in Winnipeg through a very sort of specific lens. And that's the lens of the community uh, journalists, the citizen journalists mm -hmm. at Community News Commons. Uh, yes. So maybe for our listeners who are tuning in for the first time, tell us what is a citizen journalist and, and what does Community News Commons do? Well, a citizen journalist is just about anybody, you and me. You know, um, it's really uh, there's a number of people. Uh, there's there's um, essentially a, uh, over more than a thousand people that have signed up to communitynewscommons.org. Not all of them are telling stories, but a large number of them are. And uh, essentially what you do is you register or uh, become a citizen reporter. There's a button on the, on the website that you, can, uh, that you can click and it takes about a minute to register and then you can start telling stories. And you can, you can write an article, take, and take some photos, um, you know, do some video, do some audio. And I'm basically there as an editorial mentor, um, uh, the editor of Community News Commons, to help citizens uh, tell their stories in the best way that they can. So mm -hmm. um, people do all sorts of things. They cover concerts, they cover... Um, um, you know different types of uh, stories in in uh, in community in you know neighborhoods in Winnipeg outside Winnipeg. It really is a um, sort of a uh, a wide range of stories told by a, a very diverse uh, yeah. group of people. You you always say it's the most diverse. The newsroom that I've ever worked in. Right. Yeah. No doubt. It makes sense. Yes. Indeed. So. Give, give me an example of the types of stories that people could read if they went on CNC right now. Well, for example, this uh, this week was a great story by Anne Martin, who um, has um, basically she does a lot of reviews of concerts. She goes to lots of concerts and she loves to write about them. So this week she went to the Book of Mormon. Oh, uh, that's, the a, Centennial that's Concert. a hot ticket. It is. And, um, you know, from Anne's review, uh, I, I like the fact that, you know, she's able to 
kind of look at it in the context that it's presented and, and um, you know, as an artistic production. She says the singing and dancing are fantastic. The cast is amazing at what they do. And, um, you know, it's basically the story of two missionaries who are sent to convert Ugandans. And when they reach Uganda, they discover that their fellow Mormons have yet to baptize a single person. So it, um, it it's a lot of hilarity that ensues. Right. It's a, it can be controversial because if you're if one is religious or you know um, not really uh, wanting to um, you know listen to jokes that might be a little off color or yeah. a little out it's of from line. the make, it's from the makers of South Park. Originally, that's right. So, so you, that's the type of humor. Th- that, those guys yeah. make a, a career out of being yeah. out of line. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. You know, sort of over the top. Yeah. Um, and Anne does tell us that it is over the top, but it, she says it's entertaining, it's well-paced, cool. and, um, you know, she recommends it. So it's great. You know, Community News Commons, you're thinking about going to a concert, you, I'm can, gonna, you I'm can see a, a review. I'm actually going to read that review because yeah. I've been really interested in, in seeing if it would be worth it to drop the money to go see Book of Mormon because everyone's raving about it. So yeah, that's for cool. sure. It's it's cool. And then, you know, some other stories that you might see on there. I, I really like the story this week by Christian Cassidy um, that um, he's a, a, a local blogger. Um, uh, who is um, very much into history. And uh, Christian went out to the small town of, um, it's not that small, but it's, <laughs> a, it's a town of rivers oh, yeah. uh, in Manitoba. And they, he, he, he was there at a time where they were building this uh, so-called local labyrinth. And essentially what they were doing was planting shrubs in a maze that was in the shape of a locomotive engine. And uh, in the center, oh. they'll have this seating area and a monument that is dedicated to past uh, rail workers. Wow! And uh, yeah, so it's a it's a it's part of a grant, a twenty five thousand dollar grant that uh, CN uh, Eco Connections from the ground up program uh, gave to the uh, Rivers Train Station Restoration Committee, and uh, they were able to um, to uh, plant this. And it's a, a it's a very interesting. It's also a sixteen bay RV park, but it's part of a much larger um, effort on the part of the municipality to have some sustainable uh, tourism and uh, Interesting. so it's a um, it's, it's not a, it's not just a thing that's going to be there for the fall or for no like no Halloween. it'll be there for forever oh, cool. essentially and um, and it's a way for you know it's a way uh, there's a uh, the, the the train station there in rivers is 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 um, is a beautiful old train station it, it too is being renovated and um, it's a way for the, the town to really remember the impact that uh, the railway and rail workers have had on life in that municipality and a way for them to grow the tourism um, you know sustainable tourism in their in their municipality very cool so if you can't get out to rivers head on over to cnc communitynewscoms.org yeah and check check it out and if uh, if you're looking for something to do this afternoon there's a nice little article by Jim Pringle about um, it's called uh, Lake Winnipeg clear and present and uh, I understand that uh, this is a um, uh, Jim does a, a story uh, about a, a discussion a um, uh, it would be it's like not, there's a panel discussion taking place. That's today? correct. It's a panel discussion that will be taking place uh, this afternoon at 2 p.m. at Creatory Gallery, which is at 125 oh, yeah. Adelaide Street, which is just across from uh, Canadian Footwear there. And uh, essentially, um, uh, Lake Winnipeg um, uh, Foundation uh, Marlo Campbell uh, from the Lake Winnipeg Foundation is going to join artist Gail Hallowell. And they're going to be talking about the beauty of Lake Winnipeg, the wildlife, the sky, the shores. 
and how it's inspired so many artists and sort of given decades of enjoyment to, uh, to residents and visitors and how that life of this great Manitoba lake is threatened and challenged by, you know, human activity. Pollution so, and whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. And um, Gail Halloway is a terrific artist, um, and uh, she's from Studio 410 in Winnipeg Beach, and um, she loves to explore the lake, the sky, the landscapes. So if you want to see some really great art about uh, Lake Winnipeg and you want to have a really interesting discussion about the future of this beautiful resource in our province, uh, go on down to Creatory uh, this afternoon at 2 p.m. You can see a little promo of, the, uh, of that story on communitynewscommons.org. Just, uh, there's a story by Jim Pringle called Lake Winnipeg Clear and Present. Very cool. So all sorts of people. See, so yeah. you can write about anything. Whatever Pretty you much. find exactly. interesting as far as... Uh, personally or professionally or in your community write a story it's an open book there you go yeah it's an open book and it's a beautiful thing it's a very safe place to be a writer you own the material you can take it with you Uh, you know you can sell it to somebody else if you want we don't pay for the material (laughs) but then again uh, you don't pay for the editorial mentorship that you get I think that's I think that's important to to restate is that having someone like you as a resource to help you tell your story Mm -hmm. and help you be able to sort of craft it properly and really get people to be interested in invested in the story is is kind of invaluable exactly so yeah that's great yeah and then we also have some workshops coming up this month uh in october um and uh they'll they'll start october the 18th and uh they'll go through until november the 24th every tuesday and thursday evening between 6 and 8 p.m uh tuesdays are over at the millennium library thursdays over at the free press cafe on mcdermott and uh we basically teach Again, for free, journalists, uh, citizen the journalists. The price is right. Yeah, exactly. We teach citizen journalists how to um, be do stories, how to, how to, how to write profe- an article. How to be professional yeah. journalists, essentially. And, and, and how to get your stuff published and, and, uh, and really uh, have some fun at it. Very too. cool. Yeah. Well, uh, well, we'll cover that a little bit more in, in episodes to come in the coming weeks oh, and yes. give people more information about the training sessions. Uh, Absolutely. But we're coming to the end of our time together. So uh, at the end of our time, we mm-hmm. always ask you to bring us sort of a local song that maybe our listeners haven't heard of or something that's new that's coming out from Winnipeg or Manitoba. Mm-hmm. So uh, what have you got for us this week? Well, um, this week uh, I've got uh, a song from a band called A La Mode, and um, they've uh, just come out with an album uh, called uh, Perfection Salad. Mm-hmm. Um, and the old recipe Sound, for Perfection Salad, okay, Perfection Salad, the old recipe of care, according to the band includes lime jello, shredded cabbage and carrot, crushed pineapple, and uh, a little bit more, I guess. Okay, interesting. <laughs> this is a um, what you would call a synth-based indie pop uh, flavor. Uh, of cool. a band, uh, and um, Ella Mode is um, is really uh, you know they're they're a young band but they're uh, they're they're sounding great. Their first full length uh, um, debut album is out. Uh, they just had their uh, CD release uh, this past week. Uh, Perfection Salad is the name of it, as I mentioned, and um, they are on their way. Total Doom or um, Ella Mode is on their way to um, Ontario and Quebec for a uh, tour. Uh, they're touring Sweet. the album, so it's uh, so that's what we've got uh, for you today. Uh, is a song by Ella Mode uh, from their album Perfection Salad. Uh, the name of the song is Total Doom on River City 360 93.7 CJNU. It's not fair, I don't mean to be mean I've been mad since you looked at me I know that you could break my heart Cause this is how it always starts It takes to stop and break the bleed And make me die continually It's not fair, I'm ignoring you Bat my lashes at him cause 
Welcome back to River City 360. Robert and Nolan here with you this morning. Now, Thanksgiving is coming up, Nolan. One more uh, week. One more until week Until it's time away. to give thanks. So, uh, yeah, before we, we get to the rest of the show, we wanted to take a moment to invite you, our listeners, to, to give us a call. Um, we want to know what are you thankful for? Once we uh, hear from you, our listeners, we, we'd love to play some of your answers on, on the show next week. So give us a call on our listener line. It's open 24-7 by calling 204-944-9474, extension 360. And just tell us what you're grateful for, what you're thankful for, and what you're hoping to celebrate uh, this next weekend for Thanksgiving. And I'd like to ask you, Robert, my co-host, what are what are you thankful for uh, on a day-to-day basis, and what are you going to be thankful for this this coming weekend at Thanksgiving? Um, so many things for me. Um, I'm very grateful for my family. Um, I feel like I've gotten a lot closer to my family over this past year, so it's uh, that's been really great. Great. I'm grateful for great friends, um, having fulfilling work. All. All a whole, I've got a whole list of things. We could keep going beyond <laughs> the uh, 9 o'clock hour. Yeah, how there, about yourself? There's a lot to be thankful for. Um, here in Canada, we have very blessed lives. I think for me, I'm going to go with um, just the health and happiness of my family. We've definitely had a couple of close sort of uh, health scares recently over the past year. So it's really it's good to know that we uh, here in Canada and here in Manitoba have a, a, a solid you know, healthcare system that that's pretty good at taking care of us. So I'm really happy and thankful that we do live here and it doesn't cost us an arm and a leg when you have to, uh, when you have to go to the hospital. So that's probably what I'll go for, but excellent. So we'd like to turn the question over to you now. What are you thankful for? What are you grateful for with this Thanksgiving coming up? We'd love to hear your feedback. Give us a call 24 seven. All you have to do is leave us a message on our listener line and we'll get those messages and we'll play back a few of them next week on the program. Our number is 204-944-9474, extension 360. And if you missed that phone number, we will play that back one more time for you just before the conclusion of the show. So make sure you've got a pen and paper handy. We'd love to hear have you. We'd love to have you call in. Now, uh, we're almost out of time, but seeing as how both you and I, Nolan, have uh, had our respective vacations over the past few weeks. Oh, yeah. Can I add that I'm very thankful for vacations as well? And I'll add we'll, that to my list. We'll throw that in as well. Sure. There we go. Um, I thought we'd play some Arrow Gardener with There's a Small Hotel right here on River City 360.
That's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you to all of our guests for speaking to us today. If you'd like to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg, listen to any of our past episodes, or subscribe to our podcast, please visit us online. The address is rivercity360.org. Again, that's rivercity360.org. River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg, is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with CJNU 93.7 FM. And we'd love to hear your feedback. Please give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Our number is 204-944-9474, extension 360. Leave us a comment about the show, request a song, or suggest a topic for a future show. And we'd like to know what you're grateful for, what you're thankful for. So if you have any opinions on that, we'd love to hear them and play them back on the show next week. So again, that's 204-944-9474, extension 360. We're also on Twitter and Facebook. You can find us by searching at RiverCity360 on Twitter and RiverCity360 on Facebook as well. I'm Nolan Bicknell signing off for River City 360. And I'm Robert Zirk. Thank you again so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Have a great Sunday. Mm-hmm.